Thank you for tuning in to CCF Lowell's podcast. Wherever you are, we pray that you would be encouraged by today's message. To learn more about us, please visit www.ccflowell.org. And you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. I know Fred is... There's nobody without a friend. And if you don't have, at least you have somebody you term as a friend. And uh, what God laid my heart, my heart is in the book of John 15. I'm going to read just a few verses there. But if you look at verse 15, it says, this is Jesus talking. But for us to understand more, go one one verse up, 14. Jesus told the disciples, you are my friends, but with condition. The condition is if you do what I command. Uh, Jesus was willing to call them friends. But the condition was he has to give some instructions. And that's what we were reminded today during the Holy Communion. If only you understand the whole purpose of his coming. Verse 15, he says, I no longer call you slaves or servants. Because a master does not confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you all, I have told you everything the father has told me. So he has emptied himself to them. Remember this was after how many years? Almost three years in the ministry. Training them. Being with them. That's a very big Bible school. A lot of training. Because those three years, they had learned a lot. But we shall come to realize they were still deserving more. More. To be equipped the way he wanted them to be. Then, don't forget verse 16. It changes the diverse. He is also reminded, reminding them that you did, not choose, you did not choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruits so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. If you look at here, Jesus is preparing these people, trying to tell them about the past and how he did and the plan that he had for them to continue 
I think he was talking here about the Great Commission ahead. I'm going to send you to the nations. So the church is being prepared by God to serve in a great height, in a great commission. Therefore, before I come to that, when you think about friend, the Bible has something to do about the Bible, about friend. But before I come to that, in normal circumstances, when you talk about friend, there are some questions that you normally ask yourself to a friend. And I, I, I like to kind of um, uh, put myself into that. Who is a friend? I think if I ask who is a friend, well, I might get a lot of definitions depending on how you see a friend is. If I have an elephant and I ask you to describe an elephant, after closing the eyes and you touch somewhere, you describe that elephant by the section that you touch. And that's how this friendship is all about. For friendship comes with responsibility. A friendship that you have with your friend, there is accountability or responsibility from both sides. And that's why we have friends and we have real friends and we have best friends. Somebody said, when you meet with a stranger, a stranger may say that you are a quiet person. But when you meet a friend, a friend may say that you are outgoing. But when you meet with your best friend, you will say that you are insane. <laughs> That's how people can describe you, the same person. So it depends on the eyes that we look who is a friend. A friend is somebody, or friends are people who have the following categories. Friends are those who fight for you. Friends are those who respect you. You cannot go with somebody who does not respect you, and then you call him a friend. You cannot go with a friend who cannot defend you, and you call him a friend. Remember, when we, call, we talk about Jesus, he takes the battle, and we say the battle do not belong to who? To us. The battle belongs to God. Amen. So that means even if the battle is waged ahead of you, all what you need to do is to call upon his name, and he shows up and takes care. And that's why you enjoy friendship. Friends are people who inspire you. But let me tell you this. At times, having a friend, when we are talking on a positive side, they are good. They inspire us. I see what you have done good. 
Because sometimes friendship is a contagious. It will make you to become like your friend. The bad thing is, if the friend is negative, can influence you in a negative way. And that's why we advise the people, please go with the people of good character. You might think that you are strong, and you think the other one cannot pull you. But let me tell you, your friend will pull you, whichever direction. So the best thing is to choose whom am I going to call a friend? Because there's a choice. The other thing is, friends do encourage you. This is somebody who encourages you. You are going on a journey. Christians have taken a journey. This journey that we are going is long. Have hills, valleys to go. But friends are going to keep us on. Friends are going to hold our hands. Friends are going to encourage us with words. When we faint, they encourage us. It is possible. The Christian life is possible. Not about that challenge that you got that can discourage you. No, it is possible. There are others ahead of us. If they made it, we can make it. Let's go on. You need somebody to encourage you as an, to, to, to kind of give you more energy to move forward. At times, when we are alone, we feel discouraged and we do not have faith, do not have energy, strength to go on. But friends come in and they take over and they take us to the next level. It's good to have a friend. A friend never forget you. Distance does not matter. If a real friend is a friend, it does not matter of space. The friend is not only the person you sit or you see every morning. A person could be somebody who does not, you don't meet all the time, but there is a call that you make to give you, to make a day for you. There'll be something that you do for you that will keep you uh, going. Yes. A, a distance cannot make us to forget our friends. If our friends is a friend indeed. That reminds me, even when Jesus left here, he never forget us. He'll never forget us. He's a friend here, and wherever he is, he's still a friend. So the distance does not matter. I'm saying that friends deserve you. And finally, friends start by you. Somebody who starts by you. You feel conf confidence when there is somebody at all time standing with you. 
in situations of challenges, problems do come, but this is the person who stands by you. What does the Bible say about a friend? I remember about two friends or two people in the Bible. In the book of Isaiah, we have a man by the name Abraham that God called him my friend because he was close with a friend. And you can imagine what kind of blessings that God blessed him and became a generation blessings because he was a friend of God. There's another man in Exodus. We, the Bible says that he was talking with God face to face like a friend. His name was Moses. So when you talk about these friends from the Old Testament, we come to New Testament and we come to the scripture we have read about John. Without talking all the reason why he came, because he came because God needed to retain the, the friendship that we had from the beginning. But Jesus came and he started with men and now we are hearing that he is telling us that he does not want to call us servants or slaves. He wants to call us friend. So there's a friend who is more than our friends. And that's the one I want us to share today. His name is Jesus. Jesus is our friend. As much as he is God, but he humbled himself through incarnation to come down to us, he, he kind of came and clothed himself with humanity to have a language that he can communicate with us and tell us that I am your friend. Somebody we can relate with and know Jesus has gone through what I am going through. He is my friend. And whenever he tells me I can make it, it is true that I will make it. Because I trust this God because he is my friend. He is a God who has come to be a man like me. And I can trust this man. And that's the friend I want to say. This morning, if there is, or this afternoon, no, it's still morning. This morning is what we need to know that there is a friend more than a friend. And this is where somebody said, and this is where, you know, what we, we as human beings, even when you have not got breakfast, and there was no breakfast to be served in your house, and you took shower, and you crossed well, you apply some oil on your face, and you sit down to anybody will not see the difference. Somebody who had a party in the morning, and somebody who did not have anything in the morning. 
we look alike. Why? Because of the smile that we put in, on our face. But I want to tell you this. There is that one friend who sees the pain in your eyes while everybody else is believing the smile on your face. There is somebody who is seeing the pain that we are going through. At times we go through the pain of mountains that we go through. Somebody last night could not have got sleep because of the cry. What you are going through. What a friend cannot see. There is a friend who can see what went on last night. His name is Jesus. And that is the one who is coming to replace, to, to replace all the qualities of a friend. What a human friend can be counted on. There is somebody who can do it in secret. And his name is Jesus who, replace it, who may replace more than ten friends you have. Because if it means to fight, sorry, to fight for you, this man, God, Jesus, our brother, our friend, he will fight for you. Even where your human friends cannot go beyond. Our man has limitation. Your parents can fight you up to a certain level. But there is somewhere they cannot fight behold. So-called friends, they can fight all kind of battle. But there are times that you are left you and that friend. The battle belongs to you only and that friend. And that's why today, I want to say that we need to, uh, to recognize the great work our friend Jesus is doing in the midst of our brothers and sisters. When we are crying, he is there for us. A real friend is one, and this is Jesus. He walks in your life when the whole world is getting out of your world, out of you. When you are left alone in what we call isolation. When everybody does not want to relate with you. That's when our friend Jesus comes in and he fills the gap. At times it is painful when you suffer and sometimes you suffer because of your friends. How many times have you had people suffering because of the testimonies that has been given by their best friends? You thought somebody was my friend. But I'm in this kind of crisis because somebody by the name Fred put me into this situation. 
Jesus was not exceptional. Why? He chose 12. He thought they were, they were his best friend. He trusted money to somebody. He thought that he could be counted for. And he's the one who sold him. His name is Judas. At times we may have in our lives people we cannot tell. They look like others. They behave like others. But we do not know the spirit of Judah in them. And they carry, we carry the pain for those people that we call friends. But I'm here to tell you, there's a friend who refuses what Judas has done. Amen. There's, some, there's a friend who refuses what the plans of Judas has in our lives. And this is the friend who does not go with multitude. You know there are people who attract others by multitude? I'm talking about the real friend, what you call friends. That circle of friends. You, you know, in our circle of life, there are circles. I don't have time to tell. There are, before we come to the core friends, even when you go to Jesus, he had the whole world. He had the 500 people. And then out of that, he had what? The 120. The out of 120, he had identified the 12. And out of the 12, he had a core, three, whom they counted themselves that they know him better than others. I don't know whether your friend is a core, is among the 12, is among the 500, or is a multitude. But wherever the friend is, we need to know they come with responsibilities. But more than that, there is a friend who cannot be compared by any of you on your line. As much as they have helped us. And his name is Jesus. And that is the Jesus that we are talking about here with his friendship. May I, may I also mention something in passing here and say that in the church... When God called us to serve, at times we are one-sided. And it's not bad to be one-sided, to say, Jesus came to serve, not to be served. Do you know how many times how we interpret that? Most of the time we say, oh, he came to serve the church. The church is always recipient. Are we together? Yeah. The church is always the one or anybody else who is serving, is serving the church. Uh, when we have clergy, they are serving the church. But we, don't, we, we need to also to understand, even though Jesus said he came to serve, not to be served, but the representatives that he has left today in the world, they are not Jesus, they are human beings. They need the church to serve them. So the serving has to be two ways. The church has to serve their servants, their ministers of the gospel. 
And that's why if we kind of live on one side receiving it, we need to know the Bible is saying, if I am a member, what do I do to serve the church? What do I do to serve the church? Not me to be served. I'm trying to say, sometimes we, receive, we talk about receiving, but not giving. Friendship comes with responsibility. Yes, if we are truly friends, and the friends here, if you look at it, I am not betting on one side any relationship as far as is a team. A church is composed of clergy and laity. When we are serving, we need to serve both ways. And that's why when we talk about Jesus, he came to set an example. At times, I'm saying this because serving is not easy. Leading is not easy. I'm talking about that leader in a group in a church. I'm talking to that group leader or men leader or women leader or Sunday school department. That leader who is serving need to get service, support from both sides. If we don't support them, it's not only when we are receiving on one side. And that's what Jesus is telling us, that let us serve one another. Amen. What a friend do I have in Jesus? And sometimes when we have somebody like Jesus, I like when people are singing and say, certain thought that I belong to him. He thought I was his. But Jesus did not think. Jesus said, are you together? Yes. Devil thought I'm his. But Jesus said, this is mine. Yes. This is mine. And that's why today we have people who are going through pain because devil is celebrating because he is thinking that belongs to them. But Jesus is saying, no, this person is mine. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Jesus is claiming that it will belong to him. It's a matter of time to get it resolved. It's a matter of time to see him standing with you and seeing the evidence. Wow. It's good to know that Jesus is the best we can talk about. He's the best we can think of. Jesus, and I did not go to the the other things, right, I did not go through because they are divination of this and that and I want to save time. Uh, because right now, I want us to say that God knew you as Jeremiah said. Even before you are formed, I don't know where, the Bible is not clear how many years before you are formed. 
But that is the time he knew you. And he wanted to relate with you. Can you imagine? You are not formed. And here come Jesus knew there is a friend coming. Then he comes closer when they came to know one another. Don't know them. And then you are formed. But before you are born, that's when he told the devil. Because the devil thought it's mine. It belongs to me. Thought. But Jesus claimed there, before you are born, I'm setting this part somebody apart for me. I'm setting this person apart for me. That is the time you were set aside as a friend of Jesus. It is you who did not know how God was orchestrating things. Before you are born, you are afraid of Jesus. But the problem comes when we are born, we learn or we come through so many areas and maybe that time the devil thinks that he will belong to him because God is waiting another stage. When you are born, he said, but he is waiting for another stage called reconciliation. He is waiting for you to know, to know the difference of sin and what first Adam did. And when you come and confess your sins and your sins are forgiven, you are reconciled back to God and he shows up. The friendship also reinforced after reconciliation. When you reconcile with him, he becomes your friend and you come to know him as your friend. After knowing what he has done and he has come because of the friend. I want you to see if there is anything that God could hold to make this friendship none. He gave it all. He had only one son, and he gave all his sons. Are we together? So if he gave all his sons, how many sons did he have? God. One in all. He had one son, and that was all. Are we together? I'm not trying to mess up with your theology. God had only one son. But I want you to say that one is not only one, it's all. Yeah. That one is all what God had. Yeah. And he gave it because of friendship. Yes. For me. Can you see the cost of what he has done? The sacrifice of this God. Our, our friendship has costed God a lot. Yes. So it is not something to be taken for granted. And because it's about responsibility, how much more should I take my responsibility to enhance this friendship? I should give it all. Yes, sir. You surrender all you for him. And when it is all and by all, 
that we have a good friendship. God is looking the people to surrender it all for him. Leave all the battles or whatever you think you could do by yourself. Let him do for you. Allow him to take control. Allow him to come and take the lead in your life. The seat that you are sitting in your life, controlling your life, let, let that seat be Jesus so that he can lead your life. And that is the kind of friendship that you will see it manifesting. I'm here to say, if you are here, and you might be climbing mountains of different types, kind of challenges that you go through your life, some of Christ that we cannot see, but Jesus can see the tears in your eyes. Yes. I would like us to say, this Jesus is ready to get it right now, to get it over today. He is here today to wipe out your tears and to remove the mountain that's making pain in your eyes. There is nothing wrong with a smile, as we do. But I know sorrow, other things, challenges of life, they are making us cry. Tears. Because of many other reasons. How many times have you gone in, 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 in an interview and everybody else was taken but you are left? How kind of tears does that go? You are in the same line for promotion and the next person who did not qualify like you, get promotion and you are left behind. How many times have you suffered many consequences? Could be in school, could be in your neighborhood, place of work. And all these things are making people of God cry internally. Jesus says, I can see the tears in your eyes or the pain in your eyes, even though we as human beings, we see the cry. I want us to go before the Lord, but you know what's going on. But there's a friend I want you to enhance to and this name and his name is Jesus that he want to remove that mountain that's making you cry day one day in day out that one thing that does not give you peace as our heads bowed We don't fear to stand before this God. I would like you to stand. If you have something that you want to say, God, you have seen my tears in my eyes. It's not a human being to see. 
But I want to say, God, may you come and remove this mountain, for you are the only one who can do it. Thank you. Let's start up. If you are here, I may not know the situation, but the Spirit of God can speak. The Spirit of God can identify. As I invite Apostle to come here to read us in prayer. I want us to pray for that situation that you are in. Call it by its name. Don't baptize it. Call it by its name. And the apostle is going to wind up in prayer. Hallelujah. Apostle. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you're one of those with us today and you have not really experienced that love, you have not really known Jesus as your friend. And um, it's very simple. The Bible teaches us how to do that. It's very simple. You just believe in your heart that Jesus came, died on the cross, buried in the grave, rose again. And the Bible says, whoever receives him, he will give you power, authority to become his child, to become a child of God and his friend. Um, if you're here and you, you want to make that step today and you have not you know, done it yet, you want to really open your heart and, and receive Jesus in your heart right now as your savior, could just wait for me right now with the right hand if anybody here yeah amen anybody else want to do that just wave a little bit and just pray with you today hallelujah yes amen i see that right now over there is anybody else and yes okay praise the lord hallelujah wonderful amen i know that we have prayed with you before but I assure you that God knows your heart. But would you come over here? This is your first time. Come. Come up here. I want to pray with you right now to receive Jesus. Amen. I, I think I saw another hand on the other side over there. If this is you sitting down there with your hand up, I don't know if it is, if it is you that you have your hand up that you want to receive Jesus. Come. Come. And... Um, uh, if you don't speak English, maybe your friend can come and translate to you. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Welcome. Amen. Come. Come. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. How you been? So, oh, Solomon, come over here. Solomon, come help me here with this man receiving. Yes. Hi. What's your name? Joshua. Amen. What's your name? Turn. Do you speak English? I have a friend here, Solomon. He could speak, I think. Do you speak his language? Okay, praise the Lord. All right, hallelujah. Well, praise God. Amen. Josh, give me your hand. Take your hand. Brother Mao, you could still be still. You don't have to go back to your seat, Brother Mao. Come back here. So say this prayer with me if you know how to say it. Father, Father God, thank you for Jesus thank you for this friend that the preacher was preaching about Jesus I want to be your friend I repent from my sins I believe you are my Lord 
I open my heart and I receive you as my Savior, my personal Savior. I surrender my life to you. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. Welcome. Welcome to the family. Amen. Hallelujah. Thanks again for tuning in. We pray the Lord has used this message to speak to you today. If you'd like to stay connected, please subscribe to our weekly podcasts. We pray God's blessing over you wherever you are and wherever you go.